Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 14, It's Always Darkest Before Dawn. We learned this episode that behind the scenes, Cody was leading Mary on. And Mary felt that Cody abandoned her emotionally well, well before the catfish. Years and years ago, Cody abandoned her as a husband. And Cody, during his first wedding anniversary with Mary in Flagstaff, took Mary to the Grand Canyon. They went on a long drive. They went to dinner. And Cody toasted to a new beginning for he and Mary that led Mary to believe that he was interested in improving things. I mean, he did toast to a new beginning, and that probably sent Mary signals that he wanted to try to improve their relationship. And then Mary saw a clip of Cody saying on the show that he didn't consider himself married to Mary any longer. And he said it publicly on the show, and he never said that before to her at all, privately or in any way. So as I suspected, Cody may have been publicly trashing Mary on the show, and in private, he was maybe letting Mary feel like he was interested in their relationship stringing her along. Cody is gross. His consciousness leaves much to be desired. The bar of standards is on the ground. And Christine points out how disgusting she thinks it is that Cody dragged Mary along for so long. And Christine says it's equally as gross the way Robin pressures Mary, stay with the family, stay with the family, don't leave, don't leave me here alone. Even Janelle thinks this is unhealthy for Mary. And finally, this episode, Mary really seems to see the big picture and she wants out and she wonders if she should even stay in Flagstaff anymore. I think that it took Mary really paying attention to what Cody says publicly about her for the light bulb to go on. And now that the light bulb's on, Mary is done, and I am very happy for Mary. I may not be her biggest fan, but she deserves to be appreciated and loved and respected exactly as she is. And Mary is loyal to a fault. And she has a lot of love to give. And I really hope Mary finds the right soul who can appreciate her and value her and love her as she is. Mary deserves so much better than Cody. And finally, she is freeing herself to be able to receive it. And I really hope she does. This episode, Kotex points out that before Christine and Janelle's relationship was antagonistic. But now... Christine and Janelle have joined forces to collude against him. According to Cody, Christine and Janelle are united against a common enemy, against he and Robin. Because, according to Cody, Christine and Janelle have nothing good to say about them. And that makes them enemies. That sounds so childish. It's immature. Cody thinks the fuel to the bond the energy between Christine and Janelle is that they both see Cody and Robin as their enemies and they talk shit on them and they hate Bond over their mutual hatred and enmity with Cody and Robin. 
Does Cody know how ridiculous and delusional that sounds? I mean, it couldn't possibly be the more logical thing that Christine and Janelle are all about the kids and all about the family and that they're creating a support system for the kids and for themselves and that they have bonded over the love for the kids and raising them together over the years. It has to be that they're close for nefarious reasons, bonding over their hate of he and his precious shop lady. Cody's cynical, Cody's deluded, Cody's paranoid, Cody's gross, and he doesn't think rationally. That hair follicle booster spray is really getting to his brain. It's seeping through that skull. It's seeping in the skin. He better lay off. He's gross. Everyone is his enemy. Cody sees everything as a war. Last episode, he said his family was in a civil war. Cody sees everything as destruction. Everything is a war. Everything is black or white instead of seeing the good, instead of Cody seeing this support system the women have created for his kids to support his kids, to create something constant in their family with all of the toxicity and drama and strife that Cody spews. Cody wants to now bash Christine and Janelle who have provided that support system for his kids and he wants to perceive them as his enemies when they're the only ones in the family providing the kids with stability and security. If Cody is really all about his kids and all about the family, he would have some gratitude for that. Cody's an insecure coward and everything he says illuminates his shortcomings and lack of intelligence and emotional awareness. Cody's pathetic. We learn that Cody is trying to con Mary out of what rightfully should be hers on the property that she is also financially contributing to. Mary points out this episode that Cody is getting two two-acre plots. Plus, he and Robin will have the four-acre plot of land as well. So Cody decided without consulting Mary that he and Robin will have eight acres of the whole property between them, and Mary isn't cool with it. Mary says it seems like Cody has already made the decision and she doesn't think that's fair because regardless of the fact that she and Cody haven't had a relationship for a decade, she is still a part of the family. She contributes financially. So Mary feels, and she's right, that she deserves to have some of the property and not just what Cody decides she is worthy of because Cody wants to give Mary a two-acre piece of the property. Mary wants a say. She wants to be consulted, and she should be. Good for her using her voice and advocating for herself. Also this episode, Robin tells Mary that you never know if she and Cody are going to stay together because Robin is defending the fact that she would have the four-acre piece of land, and she's saying, well, if I were to leave Cody, that would go to my kids. Cody's pieces of two two two-acre lots, his four acres in total, that would basically be the family land that would go to his other kids. So Robin is really trying to sell it to Mary and justify it. And she does it by suggesting, well, you never know. I might at some point leave Cody. You never know. Cody is livid. Cody is pissed when Robin explains it to Mary that way. I really think, you know, Mary and Robin are laughing about that. They're laughing openly. Cody looks very frustrated. 
And I really think Robin is tightening that vice grip on Cody's balls for the world to see as Robin and Mary are laughing when Robin suggests that at some point she might leave Cody. So I thought that was interesting. It looks to me like Robin is really getting tired of that best customer service. There seems to be trouble in paradise. And I think Robin is doing her best this episode to separate herself from Cody and detach her identity as a separate entity from him in the viewer's eyes. I mean, this episode, Goblin says she gets tired of always being counted with Cody. Robin says everybody always thinks that if Cody has it, then Robin has it. If Cody says it, then Robin says it. If Cody thinks and feels it, then Robin thinks and feels it. And Robin wants us to know that's not true. I think Robin is laying the groundwork to save herself and throw Cody under the bus at some point. And I think she wants it known she is her own person and she doesn't want to be judged by Cody's conduct. Mary points out how her getting less land than the other wives reinforces the undertone from Cody that she is less than. And Mary feels first Cody gave that undertone because she only had one child. And now it's because he just doesn't see her as a wife. And Mary makes it clear that it's not true that she is less than. And Mary says she is just as important as anybody else. And I don't think she's going to allow Cody to shortchange her with the land. Go, Mary. I am glad finally she is standing up for herself and she is telling her truth. Finally. Finally. The episode opens with Mary and Parowan. It's October and... Again, we recall their 32nd wedding anniversary for the millionth time, but Mary says in April she and Cody had their 32nd anniversary as if we forgot when they told us the first 10 times. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And Mary says they have had very interesting wedding anniversaries the past few years, she and Cody. But their first anniversary in Flagstaff, Cody called Mary and he suggested that they go out for a drive to the Grand Canyon and they went to dinner afterwards. And Mary says, even though she and Cody haven't been living together for years at that point, Cody said things to Mary on that date that led her to believe that he wanted to start his relationship with her again. Cody cheers Mary. They did a toast to a new beginning this year on that first wedding anniversary in Flagstaff. Now, for the 32nd wedding anniversary, 
While she and Cody were out to dinner, Mary mentioned that she was staying around. She said she sees value in the family and in her commitment and in her relationship with Cody. And Cody informed Mary, look, Mary, it's not happening. It's never going to happen. And he made it clear they are not ever going to have a relationship again. They will not ever be a married couple. It's been six months since that conversation with Cody. So for the past six months since that conversation with Cody, Mary has had to really take time to figure out what she needs. And Mary says the fact that there is no commitment or covenant from Cody means Cody has already broken it. So Mary feels like she was emotionally abandoned by Cody already many years ago, well before the catfishing, well before then. And now Cody is basically saying he doesn't respect his covenant. So Mary's been mulling all this over for six months. Janelle says it's no secret that Mary and Cody have had problems for a very, very, very long time. Janelle says, above all, Mary is very loyal. And Janelle says, Mary is very much a person of her word. Janelle says, Mary feels like she gave a commitment. But Janelle also wonders, at what point that is no longer healthy for Mary? Mary says, about a month ago, she saw where Cody said, that no, he doesn't consider himself married to her anymore. And they flash back to the talk the wives and Cody had when Christine announced that she was leaving and moving. And when Robin explained how their church would have to permit a divorce, they have to go through the church and ask for a divorce and get paperwork and approval. And they have to prove that the marriage is broken to their church. So their church approves it to be divorced. And in that same conversation, in that flashback scene, Cody says that he doesn't consider himself married to Mary anymore. And Cody says in that scene, if Mary wanted to move on and marry another, she wouldn't get any argument from him. Now, Mary feels that that was insulting and vulgar for Cody to just be open to that with no problem. Christine thinks that it's disgusting how Cody has been dragging Mary along for years. And Christine also thinks it's equally disgusting, and I agree, of course, that Robin begs Mary to stay with the family. Stay with the family. Oh, please don't leave me here all alone. Christine feels they should just let Mary go. Mary wonders what to do next. She wonders, should she have a conversation with Robin to say that she and Cody have talked and she knows their relationship isn't going anywhere? Mary wants to talk to Robin because Mary says Robin is the only person who will care. And Mary thinks she and Cody also need to have some conversations. And she wonders if she should even bother staying in Flagstaff at this point. I am so glad the light bulb is on. Janelle and Christine are still in Idaho. They're visiting Christine's brothers and they're going to go hiking to a national preserve. Christine and Janelle are keeping their sister-wife relationship going and they intend to raise the kids together for the rest of their lives, representing what was once their plural family. Cody thinks it's interesting that Christine and Janelle have a new found relationship 
because he thinks it was more antagonistic before. And Cody wishes it wasn't so, but Cody feels that it seems that Christine and Janelle are united against a common enemy, against he and Robin. And according to Cody, that's the basis of their friendship. According to Cody, Christine and Janelle have nothing good to say about he and Robin. Cody's a joke. He sees everyone as against him who isn't kissing his ass. It really just shows how delusional he is, how paranoid, and just how fragile his weak ego is. Cody says when he and Christine got to know each other, he got to know her brothers. He knew them as teenagers and they were all friends. And prior to the breakup with Christine, Cody was friends with Christine's brothers. Christine really hasn't talked with her brothers about her divorce with Cody, but her brothers have questions for Christine. Christine recalls how Janelle went back to school and she mentions how amazing it was when Janelle went back to school when her kids were small. And Christine says all of her kids were so proud of Janelle. Christine was proud of Janelle. And Janelle says she was desperate. Janelle recalls that when Gabe was a baby, she decided to complete her college degree and she worked full time and she did school at night and Cody was only there every third night and she had a lot of young kids and she would put them to bed and do school at night and she was 33 years old when she graduated. And that was during the time when she left Cody She went to school, she got her degree, she got a job, she got herself a better car, she got herself a house. Christine really admires Janelle for going back to school with the kids. And she says it was a lot of work, but she tried to help Janelle with her kids whenever she could. But what Janelle accomplished was amazing. Christine talks a little bit about some of the ideologies of her church group. And she says, When she was younger, her group was teaching that the world was going to end. So don't go get your college education. They taught that a woman should get married. They didn't need college because the world was going to end. And Christine says there were different classes and there were church meetings. They went there and they would teach that the world was going to end. And so Christine talked to her dad about it. And her dad told her, It was crazy. It wasn't true that the world was going to end. And her dad told her she had to go to college. So Christine went. Christine's brothers highlight that when there was any crisis in the world, their church would preach that the world was ending right now. And he says there is this paradox to where they want to be super prepared. They did food storage and tons and tons of food. And Janelle confirms that it was very similar. She grew up in the mainstream LDS church and they did the same thing with the world ending and the food storage. And it was a very big deal. Robin explains that their church was always encouraging them to have food storage. And she's not talking about small amounts, large amounts, enough for a very long time for a very large family. They flash back to an old scene of Cody explaining how When they buy meat, they buy in bulk, they buy a whole cow, and they butcher it, and they package it frozen. They freeze it, 600 pounds of meat. That's a lot of meat. Cody says they have a little bit of food storage, and when Christine left, 
they were storing all of the food storage in Christine's garage, but Christine didn't want any of it when she left. So they got their food storage put away in storage, but it costs them money every month to store all that food, and it's taking up space that Cody doesn't think he can spare anymore. Mary isn't that into food storage. She does see the wisdom in it, but she says, you never really know what's going to happen, but it's really not something she ever fully embraced. She says that food storage thing was more Christine and Janelle's thing. Janelle and Christine both want to do a reunion with all of the kids in the same space again, meaning Robin's kids too. And Christine thinks it'll be a feat. Janelle thinks there is this huge gulf between Robin's children and the rest of the children in the family for some reason. And Janelle hears from the kids all of the time that they miss Robin's children. And Janelle says her boys in particular really miss Dayton. Janelle doesn't know what to do because it's become so estranged and so bitter and there are things being said now. So Janelle doesn't know if it'll ever happen. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to download the new Bumble now. I personally feel that the gulf between Robin's kids and Cody's other kids is a result of Cody's favoritism of Robin and her kids to the neglect and detriment of all of the other kids in the family. And I think Robin exacerbates the gulf and creates the gulf with her repeated interference and meddling. Like, for example, her interference with the Christmas gift exchange with the siblings. We have heard the Brown kids express wanting to see Robin's kids and Robin's kids wanting to see their siblings. But Robin seems to be the one stoking the flames, framing it to her kids as a personal rejection whenever people can't make it to her holidays. And also Robin is the one putting up hoops for everyone to jump through if they want to see her kids. All of the drama has to be worked out. That's one hoop they have to jump through. And she also expects deference and ass kissing. And the other kids can't have relationships with her kids without Robin insisting she be shoved down their throats. If the other kids want to see her kids, she insists to be a part of it. And she insists to be accepted. And she really creates the gulf herself. I think if Robin set her ego aside and her selfishness aside, and if Robin removed herself as a prerequisite for the family to have relationships with her kids, the kids would definitely all be good and seeing each other regularly. I think some of the kids miss each other, and if it weren't for Robin, I believe all of the kids and their relationships would be fine. Next, Cody, Mary, and Robin are sitting down to talk about the property and they want to reaffirm the division of the land. And Mary says, after she and Cody talked on their anniversary six months ago, they haven't seen each other much. Mary thinks that Cody said what he needed to say and it's done now. Robin says, every time she's out here on the property, it makes her ache. 
ache, ache, ache just to get out there on that property. Robin is so disingenuous. I can't with her bullshit. I just laugh every time she's dramatic. Oh, I'm just every time I, I look at that mountain and I ache. I ache to be here. Then why the fuck did you buy the goblin's lair? Why couldn't you accept a four-bedroom rental or a three-bedroom rental and let your kids share a room so that you don't have a property already while you need to build and pay off on this land? I don't think Robin gives a fuck about living on the land. I think Robin likes her goblin's lair and all of this is just drama and acting and all. I'm going to play the role and I'm going to do a shitty job because I have a really bad acting coach. Robin's aching, guys. She's aching. Cody wants Mary to walk the property since she still wants to build there. And Robin points out that Cody is skipping some conversations here and Mary agrees they have to talk first. Mary says, one, the property has to be paid off and two, the property has to be divided. And Mary says after Christine left, she signed over her property to Cody and Robin and Mary doesn't know what is happening with that. Mary hasn't been involved in the decision-making process about the land at all. And Cody explains that when Christine left, she got the house and she told Cody she would trade that with Cody for her share of Coyote Pass. So she gave her share of the land to Cody. Cody still wants to do five lots and Christine will just be out now. She won't get any property. So Mary wants to know who gets the other lot. And Cody says he gets it. Cody gets lot one and that'll be the family lot, he likes to call it. And Cody says Christine left, so he will own her lot, lot number three. And Cody isn't going to give what he considers the family lot to any wife. Mary isn't putting up with the bullshit. She says that would mean that Cody would get four acres and Robin would get four acres. So together, they would get eight acres of the property of this 14-acre property. Cody and Robin would basically have eight. And Mary doesn't think that's fair. Cody explains, well, he's getting two two-acre lots and Robin's getting the four-acre lot. He's trying to rationalize it away, even though really, ultimately, it would be he and Robin who would be getting eight acres of this 14-acre property. And Mary would only be getting two acres. So Cody would get the two two-acre lots, and then he and Robin would have the four-acre lot. Anyway you slice it, technically they're still getting eight acres of this 14-acre property. And Mary says it seems like Cody has already made the decision, and she doesn't think that's fair. Because she says, regardless of the fact that she and Cody haven't had a relationship for a decade, she is still a part of the family. She contributes financially, so she deserves to have some of the property and not just what Cody decides she is worthy of. Exactly. Preach, Mary. Mary knows that Cody is shortchanging her, and she's going to stand up for herself, and I am here for it. Mary is finally speaking up for what she deserves and she is wanting input. She's wanting a voice since she is contributing financially and she should get way more than two acres. Mary straight up tells Cody and Robin it's weird that they get eight acres together 
and Janelle gets four acres, and Mary only gets two acres. Mary straight up says, that's weird. I am so happy to see Mary call out Cody and Robin and advocate for herself. Janelle points out that she told Cody several times that she wasn't quite sure how come they aren't dividing the land equally. And Cody told Janelle, well, you're still getting your four acres. So basically, because she's getting more than what she rightfully should, if they divided it equally, she should shut up. But Janelle says there are 14 acres and it should be equal. Janelle thinks it's time they do an appraisal to figure out what the value is and what is fair for all four of them. Even Janelle is saying this is bullshit. Now, Cody falls all over himself trying to justify, and suddenly he's father of the year. He's a family man. It's all for his kids. It's all about them. Cody says, well, Mary has one child and he has 18 kids. So this is about his kids. Cody feels he wanted to keep the lot with the pond to be for the whole family because the whole family gets that Mary doesn't want to share resources from their experiences living with her in the past. Now, Cody is referring to how back in Lehigh, when they all lived in one big house, Mary's apartment in the big house had direct indoor access to Christine's basement door. But Mary didn't want people walking through her area of the one big house. So she made everyone in the family go down two flights of stairs and around the outside of the house, in rain, sleet, ice, or snow, day or night, even in the middle of winter. So when they were picking who gets which lot in the beginning, all of the wives were very cognizant of not wanting Mary to get the lot with the glorified drainage ditch they call a pond because they feared Mary might not let the kids or all the people in the family have access to the pond or she might complain of noise if the kids wanted to swim in the ditch and if the ditch happened to be on her lot. So Cody is now using that as an excuse as to why he and Robin would collectively among them get eight acres of land of a 14-acre property while Mary would get two acres and Janelle would get four. Listen, 14 acres divided by four is 3.5. Five. If they want to be fair and equal, every adult deserves a three and a half acre lot. The pond being Cody and the family's property has no bearing on each wife and Cody still getting the same size lot. That's what's fair. Anything else is Cody being opportunistic and disgusting along with his goblin. Maybe goblin and Cody should remember how Mary gave up her legal marriage for them when they feel so comfortable taking eight acres while Mary gets two. They are really showing their love for Mary and expressing their gratitude for her sacrifice by making these decisions on the land that shortchange Mary without consulting her. It's bullshit. Even Janelle would rather it be fair rather than her taking four acres while Mary gets two. This is utter bullshit, and it shows how low the morals and consciousness are of Cody and Robin. They really only care about themselves. Robin, instead of wanting fair and equal, is justifying to Mary why it's okay that she would get four acres with Cody 
and why it's okay that she and Cody together would get more than half of the land. Cody wanting the land as his for the family is no excuse why the lots can't all be equal. And I really appreciate that Mary is speaking up. And I'm really disgusted at Robin trying to justify it. Robin tells Mary that the other thing is that you never know if she and Cody will stay together. At this, Mary is laughing her ass off and Robin is laughing her head off. And Mary says, you never know in 22 years down the road, Cody is scowling. Cody is very frustrated. You could tell he's angry. He's about to lose it. And Robin tells Cody, oh, I'm sorry, honey. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a bad joke. Oh, sorry. But Cody looks pissed off. And Robin apologizes a million times and Cody looks livid. And Mary and Robin are really laughing their asses off when Robin suggests this possibility. And Robin clarifies again that you really never know what the future holds. And she isn't saying that she and Cody are going to split up, but she feels she deserves her fourth two separate from Cody, not being counted with Cody. Robin reveals that she gets tired of that to always be counted with Cody. And Robin says everybody always thinks that if Cody has it, then Robin has it. If Cody says it, then Robin says it. If Cody thinks and feels it, then Robin thinks and feels it. And Robin wants us to know it's not true. Sure, but she's the neck that turns the head. And I'm sure she has her own thoughts and eventually... When Cody becomes too problematic, she will throw Cody under the bus. Now, Cody rests his head on his hands. He is utterly humiliated. He looks completely emasculated as Robin and Mary mock him and they laugh at the thought of Robin maybe getting a divorce in the future. And Robin knows how Cody does his wives and she sees exactly what he is capable of. And she also knows one day he will do her the exact same way. And I believe Robin wants her ducks in a row. If Robin has to disassociate herself from Cody to save herself, she will. And she will be more than willing to throw Cody under the bus when the time comes. Now, Robin explains that her lot will eventually be passed down to her children. And she says Cody's lots will go to his other children. That's how Robin sees it, and she's trying to do a lot of lip service for Cody. But Cody doesn't let it fly. Cody says he doesn't see it that way. And Robin is getting pissed. Robin scolds Cody like a child. That grip on his balls is getting tighter and tighter. Robin tells Cody not to answer right now because he is in a bad headspace that isn't cool. And Robin warns Cody he is in a bad place right now. He needs to zip it. And Cody says he isn't making any plans. And Robin tells Cody, well, that's just how she sees it. And she warns Cody he needs to wait till he gets his headspace clean and clear and calm before he says anything else. And little cuck Cody complies with Robin. She wears the pants. It's very clear. She shushes him and scolds him like a school child. And he shuts right up. Basically, Robin wants to justify that her four acres is okay for her because it's going to exclusively be for her kids. And then Cody's two two-acre lots will all go to his other kids in the family. And she is trying to sell Mary on the disparity in 
the sizes of the lots on the land and Mary only getting the two acres. She's trying to justify it. She's trying to sell Mary that it would be okay and that's why. And she tries to justify it as best she can and Cody disagrees with her. And Robin shuts Cody down, letting him know, zip it, don't put your foot in your mouth because Robin knows this is unfair for everyone and she's trying to make it seem fair when it's not. And she knows Cody will ruin whatever PR coverage she is trying to spin for him if he opens his mouth. We all know Robin wears the pants. And Robin doesn't allow Cody, the alpha male, to speak as if she's his mom and he's a toddler. Tighten that vice, Robin. Tighten that vice. I love how manipulative and disgusting Robin is. She knows that she's legal wife. So regardless of the four acres or not, Arizona is a community property state. As legal wife, Robin gets 50-50 of anything Cody's name is on. She gets half. So she already knows she's covered. So whether she gets his four acres or not, she is covered for her kids. She has the goblin's lair with Cody and she knows that. And it's really disgusting of her to manipulate Mary into taking the two acre lot by saying, well, this is gonna go to my kids, should I leave Cody? And that other land is for his other kids, as if it's a justification when she knows she's legal wife and it's protected. I found that to be disgusting. Cody says there is way more to the picture that he wonders, well, why discuss it? He says it's all speculation at this point. He says it's constantly changing and Cody wonders, Who's to say that he doesn't get fed up with all of this himself and that he doesn't want to move out of Flagstaff completely? Cody doesn't think he will, but he thinks any of them could do that just like Christine did. I wonder what Robin would do if Cody decided he just wasn't going to put up with any of the clown show anymore and if he just up and left Flagstaff himself. Wouldn't that be something? Cody asks Mary what she was imagining would be different about the land. And Mary says she wasn't imagining anything, but she knew now with Christine leaving that there were two more acres of land. So she wonders if she should get them because now Robin and Janelle each have four acres and she should have four. It should be fair, but of course, Cody isn't thinking that. Mary is giggling. She's laughing cynically throughout a lot of this. And she says she understands she gets what Cody is saying through her cynical laughs. And Mary says it's the same thing that has always been. She only has one child. And now it's that she isn't really a wife for Cody. So Mary feels it's just this. You are less than that Cody puts on her. And Mary says that's not true. She is just as important as anybody else. So she says, yeah, she understands. She gets what Cody's doing. And Mary asks Cody if now is a good time to drop a bomb. Robin, the soap opera star, says her heart started pounding when Mary mentioned dropping a bomb. And Cody wonders, what's the bomb? And of course, TLC wants to milk the drama and suspense. So instead of doing a continuous scene that would actually be engaging, they want to intersperse Christine and Janelle. So we go back to Idaho with Christine and Janelle having a barbecue with her brothers. They're playing ultimate frisbee, and Christine admits, out of all of the wives, she is the most competitive. And she jokes, that's why she left first, because she wanted to win. 
and she did win. She won big. She has David. So Janelle enjoyed the trip and meeting Christine's family. And Janelle says they're all awesome. She had a great time. Christine's brother has questions for Christine. And he tells Christine that she said in the last few years, she had her moment realizing that she had to move away. So Christine's brother wants to know what happened in the last few years. Christine says that Cody said he wasn't attracted to her and there was no real chemistry and there wasn't going to be. And she also explains that Cody said she wasn't nice enough to her sister wives. And Janelle points out that she and Christine both know that that's a code for Cody saying you weren't nice enough to Robin specifically, the favorite wife. Janelle says she used to hear all of these crazy stories. Cody really believed that Christine was being so mean to Robin. And Janelle doesn't think Christine was really mean. Janelle doesn't believe the hype. Janelle says Cody has accused her and the boys of being mean to this one person in the family who has given everything to this family. And Janelle thinks that's a pretty one-sided view of the situation. Well, Robin is delusional and she voices her delusions to Cody to influence him. And Cody has been so conditioned by Robin and he is so whipped. And we all know she wears the pants and she influences Cody to believe her skewed perceptions. So he buys what she sells when it isn't really reality and it's not tangible. It's just her paranoid delusional fairy tales. Cody sees everything through what Robin spoon feeds him. He only sees her perspective. Christine tells her brothers that it came out that Cody was never attracted to her. Christine explains that before that, when Cody said he wasn't attracted to her and all that bullshit, he told Christine that he wanted her to get his name off of their house and he wanted to finance a house with Robin instead. And he didn't want to be a part of Christine's house or beyond the paperwork. Christine says that really hurt her. It was very hard for her because finally, this was the first time she and Cody actually had a house together as far as the paperwork went on paper. It was actually both of theirs. Finally, for the first time, they had something combined on paper with both of their names as if they're married, as if they're a couple. And Christine thought it was really special to finally have that. And then Cody told her he wants the house to just be in her name so he could get the goblin's lair for Robin. And that broke Christine's heart. And Cody says him refinancing the house and giving it to Christine had nothing to do with he and Christine breaking up. Cody says their breakup wasn't even on the horizon at that point. Cody assures us he never even saw it coming. Don't worry, Cody. None of us think he made sure the house was solely in Christine's name because he cared about Christine, because he cared about her assets and her financial security. It wasn't about that. We all know that. He doesn't need to let us know. It had nothing to do with Cody having Christine's back or protecting her financially should she decide to leave. We are all aware why Cody did it. 
Cody wanted his name off of Christine's paperwork be able to secure the goblin's lair with Robin. That was for Robin. We all know Cody didn't do it for Christine's sake. Christine reveals more. She reveals that she paid every payment on the house anyways, even before it was just in her name. Cody didn't chip in. It's not like Cody ever did anything or paid anything, but that final step was so hard for Christine, but she admits it made it much easier on her financially so that she could leave in the end. Christine explains that when she was leaving, she and Cody talked about what to do with the property and her house before she left, and Christine suggested that she would keep all of the money from the sale of her house and she would turn the property back over to the family so that financially it was easy for her to walk away. Christine says she believes that is the biggest reason why Janelle is staying with Cody because she has nothing in her name. And as far as the property, Cody's name is on every piece of the property. And she doesn't know if Robin's name is on every piece too, but Christine reveals Robin's name and Cody's name were also on her piece of the property. Janelle says she is stuck here with nothing that is free and clear in her name. And she is jointly titled on these pieces of land with the other members of the family. She's screwed. She doesn't have an asset she can sell so that she can leave and be secure financially the way Christine did. Cody tries to minimize Janelle's situation by saying they all have the same problem that Janelle has. All of their assets are all combined. Cody is just trying to minimize Janelle's financial security issue should she want to leave and her lack of assets in her name by suggesting, well, we all have that problem as if it's just no big deal. When obviously it is such a big deal that even though Janelle wants to leave, she can't. Her hands are tied and Cody is still dragging his heels to pay off this land while also dictating who gets what and where and what size lot they get when he probably expects everyone to pitch in equally financially to pay the land off. Christine says from the day that she asked Cody to not stay there anymore at her house, she took her life back and she got her life back and she became stronger that day. Christine says this conversation, it's not just for her brothers, it's also for Janelle. And she isn't saying that Janelle has to follow the same path she did because Janelle is stuck in a way different situation than hers was. But she says Janelle needs to know it's okay on the other side. I love how supportive Christine is of Janelle. They have a beautiful sisterhood and friendship there. Janelle says life is short. It's too short. And they were raised in a culture where marriage is supposed to be forever. It's eternal. So it's been a very hard thing to reconcile the spiritual aspects for Janelle. But Janelle says they're 50 now and they still have a long time to live. And Janelle explains because she still has her faith, she is still spiritually married to Cody. So she really doesn't know how to get a divorce that way, in the religious way, in the spiritual way. But spiritually, she is still technically married to Cody. But she knows she doesn't want to live with Cody and she doesn't want to get back together with him. Janelle says some of the kids 
have wondered if she has really left their dad because Janelle isn't out dating. She's not really moving on. And Janelle says that's just because she doesn't really know how to reconcile her faith with where she is now in her life and in her marriage. And she really isn't in a hurry right now. She is just waiting to see how everything works out. And I think she's waiting for the financial situation to clear up so that she can leave. Christine had an asset and when she left, she no longer considered herself a part of the faith. So she really could leave easily. Financially, she was set and her faith and her spirituality wasn't an issue. She was at peace with that. Janelle has the financial situation to work out and she believes in her faith still. So she has the spiritual aspect to contend with. She knows she will never want Cody again. She's done, but she really doesn't know yet how to come to terms with breaking this covenant that is supposed to be eternal. And she believes in her faith. And so she's really waiting to get peace with the spiritual part to be able to move forward, even though she knows she is totally done with Cody. So Janelle leaving Cody is much more complicated than Christine leaving. Next, Mary drops her bomb. Mary tells Cody and Robin that she was up at the B&B this past weekend and she really feels like the inn needs her. Mary is going to move to Parowan. Mary doesn't know if it's because her mom is gone, but she says there is an empty feeling and Mary feels very drawn to being at the inn. You know what? Mary has a huge smile on her face whenever she's with Jen whenever she's with Blair, the interior designer. And Mary should go where she feels loved and she feels happy. And she always is glowing and smiling and vibrant when she's in Parowan. That's where she should be. Robin wants to know, well, what does it mean, Mary? And Mary tells Robin it's coupled with everything else that's going on and all of the statements Cody has made to her this year. So Mary says, She won't be renewing her lease in Flagstaff and she isn't saying anything about this property because her intention has always been to build there. And Robin asks, well, is it just a temporary situation? But Mary doesn't know. And Robin looks pissed and she starts blubbering like a baby, wanting the spotlight on her. Robin says that Mary is saying she needs to move and Robin says, Despite the fact that she just feels like her world is crumbling down, she can't fight it because she knows it's not fair to marry. Robin says she really wants to yell. What she really wants to do is scream. And what she really wants to do is just say, no, please don't, through her fake tears. Mary isn't down for the emotional manipulation. Mary says she isn't going to apologize for what she knows in her heart she needs to do. She has no need to apologize for anything. Robin's emotions are her emotions. And if she can't keep them in check, she can go to a shrink for that. That is not on Mary. Mary says if it's going to hurt Robin's feelings, if Cody's going to be jumping for joy, whatever emotions somebody else has about it, they're irrelevant to her. Finally, finally, Mary is doing what is best for her. And she isn't going to allow other people's emotions to affect her or manipulate her into deviating from doing what she knows is best for her. Good for Mary. She's taking back her life. Seriously, good 
for Mary, and I sincerely hope she finds peace, happiness, and love as she follows her best interest. Because obviously, Cody and Robin don't really give a fuck about Mary, other than maybe when they need something from her, or when it comes time for her to contribute financially to paying off Coyote Pass. Cody keeps trying to stop the conversations by asking Mary if she even wants to look at the property. She even wants to look at her lot and he asks Mary if it's off her radar. And Mary says it's definitely not off of her radar at all, but it's just so different. Cody asks Mary what she means by that. And Mary tells Cody it's things that he has said to her and about her this year. And that really changes things. Cody tells Mary that she is making it all about what he said, and he wonders about why they can't just make it about where they are now instead of Mary focusing on what he has said. Right, Cody wants to deflect from all the disrespect and shit-talking he did about Mary, and he wants to just focus now on the state of things without taking any accountability. And of course, it's Mary's fault that she is focusing on the times he disparaged her because he wants to control the conversation, he wants to deflect, and he wants to avoid accountability, and Mary isn't having it. Go, Mary. As a viewer watching her all of these years and watching the way Cody disrespects her, it's really good to see her stand up for herself and advocate And it's good to see her really taking her life in her own hands, saying, fuck everybody's emotions. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to do what's best for me. I'm going to do what's in my heart. Mary has really grown, and I hope she will continue to grow. Mary explains that a couple of days ago, she and Cody had a discussion about where their marriage was, and they discussed that it wasn't going to move forward. And Mary says every conversation she and Cody have had about it has been private. It's just been between she and him. And Cody has said he did not want it to be public. But Mary isn't having it. Mary doesn't think that's fair. Mary thinks it's important that it is public, and she thinks it's very important that Robin hears it. Basically, Cody wants it private so he doesn't get criticism for it, And he doesn't want Mary to be able to have a voice because obviously it's not going to be good for him. Mary also knows Cody appeases Robin and he bullshits her and he tells her a lot of gobbledygook that she wants to hear. He tells her what she wants to hear to avoid conflict with her regarding Mary. And so Mary is insisting, listen, it should be public. Cody isn't going to silence her voice and she knows Cody bullshits. He tells Robin whatever she wants to hear. He appeases her. And Mary wants Robin to know what Cody recounts to her may not be the full accurate picture of what's going on. And she knows Robin gets manipulative. Robin gets emotional. And she resorts to her emotions to manipulate. And so Mary wants the truth told publicly and to Robin. And she wants her story told from her perspective. And she knows she has a right to her story. She has a right to her voice. And Mary isn't going to allow Cody to take that from her. And I think that's great. Good for Mary. 
it's amazing to me how publicly Cody can blast Mary. He can disrespect her. He can treat her like shit. Yet he insists now that Mary keep things private so he can avoid all the flack. Why the double standard? He can disparage Mary all he likes, but she can't use her voice to speak her truth about the situation just because it's bad for Cody's optics. That's how scummy and fragile Cody is. He's a coward. He's selfish. He has a very fragile ego. This is a coward with the ramen hair and the balls Robin keeps in that vice. This is part of the reason it's so hard to really respect Cody. Mary assures Robin that she feels like now she and Cody, they're in a good place. Cody came over the other day. They had a good conversation, but she says Cody isn't in a good place in general. And Mary says she doesn't know if it's her or if it's something else going on. Cody is sitting there like a petulant toddler, like he's about to throw a tantrum. He looks pouty as fuck. He looks like a man baby scowling in the corner. And he tells Mary the problem is blame. It's blame. Her blaming him. Cody really acts like a man baby. He doesn't act like a 50 plus year old adult. It's really embarrassing, honestly. Mary explains to Cody that she really isn't meaning to blame him. Cody can go around. He can blame his family for colluding, his kids for colluding, and Christine and Janelle are colluding. And oh, he can point the finger at everyone, but take accountability himself for his own toxic words, behavior, and actions. But now he wants to point the finger. Oh, well, she's blaming me. He wants to blame the world, but he can't take any blame. That's great. He's a total coward. He has no balls. None. He doesn't act like a man. He doesn't take a shred of accountability. It's unbelievable. Cody tells Mary not to blame him. And Mary never really did blame him. And you know what? She has a right to if she wanted to. And I have yet to really see Mary blame Cody once. Cody says a day or two ago, he and Mary had a discussion. And it was about if they were going to work things out. And Mary is always asking him if they're going to work things out. So Cody says he told Mary that romance between them is not ever going to be in this picture. And Cody thought at that point they decided to just go on being friends because they weren't going to be in a marriage in that way. That is what Cody says he literally thought they agreed to during that conversation. I doubt Mary agreed to that. I think in Cody's skewed perception, in his delusional, toxic mind, Cody rejecting Mary, Cody telling Mary he will never be married to her, meant to him that Mary accepted to forever just be cool, just being Cody's friend, and that she was good with that. That's what Cody left with, that she was fine to stay as is just being his friend, as if that's the agreement that they made. And now suddenly Mary wants out. You know, Cody pushed Mary to leave. He told her, we will never have a marriage. But he wants that private because he was telling Robin, in my opinion, that Mary was hanging on, that she would deal with a friendship, that she would live with it and hang on. And now Mary is telling the truth in front of Robin. And so what Cody told Robin to appease her about Mary, Robin is going to discover that that is all lies and lip service that he gave her. Because now Mary is down to tell the truth. And Cody's playing victim. 
He's going to now make it look like Mary agreed to a friendship when she probably never did. Just so he doesn't look like a liar to Robin. Cody wanting Mary to keep it private is about Mary not bad-mouthing him and also Mary not telling Robin the truth about what Cody tells her. I believe that Cody has been appeasing Robin and lying to her about the things he and Mary discuss. And because Mary is now letting the cat out of the bag, the truth is coming out and he wants to make it seem like now Mary is going back on her word. They agreed to be friends so that he doesn't look like the lying coward he is to the goblin. He doesn't want to get in hot water with her. He's probably already on very thin ice. So Mary tells Cody she loved the conversation they had the other day. It was a good conversation. And Cody's very cold. He thanks Mary and he says that's all he wanted is for it to be safe and easy. Of course, Cody wants it easy. He wants it convenient. He doesn't want to take a shred of accountability. Robin tells Cody to stay in that vein and not to lump people into those things. And Cody tells Robin he wasn't lumping. And Mary wonders what she said to Cody make him feel like she was blaming him. I doubt Mary said anything. I believe Cody just wants to play the victim. And it's utterly pathetic. Cody says that Mary brought up things that he has said and done and it feels like blame. So basically, anytime anyone wants Cody to take accountability for his behavior, Cody deflects by playing the victim 24-7 and it's their fault. They blame him. Cody acts like a five-year-old and I don't know how anyone respects him because he's pathetic. Mary tries to respond to Cody, but Robin is trying to overtalk and play counselor, and Mary is very frustrated with it. And she asks Robin, can I speak? And Robin wants pity. Robin tells Mary to go ahead, and she says, she's sorry, oh, I was just trying to help. And she says, oh, I'll shut up now. I was just trying to help. Help or control? Robin is just as pathetic as Cody. Mary wants to speak for herself. She has every right to speak for herself. And when she asks Robin to stop so that she can speak, Robin makes it feel like her help was rejected when it really wasn't her place to even be speaking in the first place. This is Mary's time to speak and Robin should be respecting that rather than trying to control the situation and mediate the conversation on Cody's behalf just to manage him and his optics. That was very disrespectful to Mary. Cody says he's defensive because of what has gone on with Janelle and Christine and the kids. And Cody says he is more defensive because of his relationship with Mary because he has been managing it very carefully for seven years. Cody explains, listen, you break up, you have a divorce, and then you both whip out your victim cards. And Cody doesn't want that to happen here. Excuse me, I haven't seen anyone but Cody or Robin whip out their victim cards. So Cody doesn't want that to happen here with Mary. Now, just because marriages don't work out, it doesn't necessarily mean that any person in the failed marriage 
is a victim. Cody is acting like a victim, whining about blame because Mary wanted to remind him of things he has said. And Cody doesn't want to be held accountable. Mary wants to remind Cody of things he has done. And she is probably expecting a grown man to take some accountability. But instead, Cody is playing victim, saying, poor me, poor me. Oh, Mary blames me. When he is really afraid and threatened that Mary will use her voice and speak publicly and honestly about him, knowing when she does in the face of his insolence and disrespect and condescension and toxicity, she will be the victim and he will be the perpetrator and he knows it and that's why he doesn't want it public. He doesn't want Mary to be seen as a victim of his and he is worried for himself for his optics and this is all about Cody being selfish and worrying about himself first and worrying about how people perceive him instead of worrying about the well-being of his ex-wives and his kids. Cody says he is just trying to be as honest as he possibly can without being a jackass. Uh, Cody showed his ass a long, long, long time ago. Mary is laughing very cynically at Cody's bullshit, and Cody says it's fair that Robin is here with them because Robin has been Mary's advocate for seven years. Cody says Robin has told Cody that he has no right to leave Mary, and Robin has always advised Cody that he seek healing in this relationship with Mary, and Robin is still doing that even against Cody's wishes. And Cody wishes Robin would stop. Cody says he has to determine if this is right for him or not. And he knows Robin is a part of it. He knows Robin has a covenant inside of this that includes them, her sister wives as well. But Cody says they have to be in a place where Cody can love Mary the way she wants to be loved or Mary will just move on anyway. Mary thinks Robin has been her advocate for longer than seven years. And Robin says, according to their religion, sister wives are supposed to advocate for each other. And so she has always advocated for Cody's relationships with his wives. And Robin feels like it's very important in order to live plural marriage successfully. This woman has basically lived monogamy since she got with Cody. And holding Mary up as an example of how Robin is the model sister wife who looks out for all the other wives, that's bullshit. Does Robin support and advocate for her sister wives and their marriages? Is that what she did? Or did Robin help Cody manage those relationships just enough to string the women along for as long as possible? Robin says she supports her sister wives. She's pious. She adheres to her faith. She knows all about plural marriage and she lives it by the book. Does Robin refusing to admit the favoritism Cody shows to her and her kids not go against her faith and how plural marriage should be lived? Does it not go against her supporting her sister wives and their relationships with Cody when Cody is spending the lion's share of his time and investment with her and her kids at her house. Cody gave more to Robin. He stopped doing things fairly and equally, investing his time 
fairly and equally among all the households to meet all of Robin's needs. And Robin conveniently turned a blind eye to all the neglect in the other households, provided that she and her kids got what they wanted and needed from Cody. So Robin can hold up this example of how she advocated for Mary's marriage for so long, and she's going by the religion. But really, it's all bullshit. Robin knew getting their needs met meant Cody neglecting everyone else in the family, and Robin was cool with that. That's not according to the religion. Robin doesn't give a fuck about her religion or about her sister wives, in my opinion. She is just using this example regarding Mary to make herself feel better and to make herself look better and to make her look like, oh, aren't I the faithful one? I want to know what part of the religion allows for one wife and her kids to matter more than the rest of the wives and kids in the family to the husband. That wife allowing it with no concern for how her favoritism means neglect everywhere else and how that neglect everywhere else so that she can get the lion's share of the time and investment affects the other members and the other wives in the family. If Robin really cared about her sister wives and their relationships and she really advocated, she wouldn't tolerate the favoritism and turn a blind eye to the neglect everywhere else in order for her to receive it. What about when Robin would bitch to Cody about all the ways in which Christine was mean to her, creating resentment between Cody and Christine? Is that advocating for Christine and Cody's relationship by triangulating him in when Christine's main issue was her feeling like she mattered less than Robin and her kids to Cody? Robin is full of shit and she's all talk and she holds up this example of advocating for Mary when all she did was really to encourage Cody to string Mary along for her sake, knowing Cody would never really want anything with Mary again. And Robin added to that false hope several times, encouraging Mary to stick around when there was no hope realistically to give. Is it because of Robin's faith? Or is it because Robin is selfish and it suits her better not to be left alone with Cody? Robin doesn't really care about her faith or her sister wives. And the only reason Robin tried to manage Cody in his relationships with his wives, in my opinion, was just to keep them hanging on by a thread for financial reasons and for optics. Robin really didn't advocate for anything or anyone. And when she did, it was for her selfish reasons and it wasn't for God. She can prop advocating for Mary up as an example of how good she is, how godly she is, when all she did was to emotionally manipulate Mary and to prolong her stay in a non-existent marriage that made her very unhappy just because Robin selfishly wanted Mary to stay and stick around. Maybe Robin can remember the times she did underhanded shit, like for example, when Janelle and Christine complained that Cody was always at her house and he wasn't investing equally and spending equal time at their homes instead of gaslighting saying, well, that wasn't true. The wives just misperceived it because their relationships with Cody were in a bad place. Maybe if she really cared about her sister wives and she was really into her religion, she could tell the truth and say, yes, 
Cody favored me. He spent a disproportionate amount of time at my home with me and my kids while neglecting everyone else's house. And that's true. And so I demand Cody give me less to give them equal. If Robin really cared, that's what she would do. Instead, Robin denied it. And she tried to tell viewers and the other wives what they experienced, what we see them experience. And absent Cody at their homes while he was at Robin's, that that was a lie. She tried to convince us that that was a misperception, that that was a projection on the wives' part just because their relationships with Cody were bad. Does God like liars in their faith? Robin is such a bullshit artist, and she's a liar. She's disgusting. Instead of her nose growing with her lies, though, that jaw and that chin just keep getting wider and wider and wider, and it shows. Cody tells Mary that she wants something that they can't have together, but they can always have something else. They just can't have a marriage or a relationship. At this point, Robin breaks down and she walks off blubbering like a baby and she makes a big show of apologizing, saying, oh, she wants to be supportive, but she just needs to move away right now and she's going to go for a walk through her crocodile tears. I am so sick of that bitch. She is really fucking annoying. Robin says she can see where Mary and Cody are going with this and they are both really calm and it's scaring her how calm they are. Robin doesn't know how she is supposed to sit here and watch them decide if this is what they're gonna do. Robin doesn't know if she can sit there with them through that. So victim Robin is all tears. She's being very dramatic. It's very pathetic that a woman that age can't control her emotions enough. It seems like Robin is being very disingenuous. She's wanting to play the victim. She's wanting attention. She uses her emotions and her tears as a way to get attention and focus on her. And she either has serious mental health issues that are so serious that being on a TV show is probably too much for her emotionally, or she's putting on a show. Mary isn't even being emotional. And she is holding it together, and Robin's behavior really seems dramatic. And if it's real, she is just very emotionally unstable, and she needs help, and she's also very selfish. And she is really, in my opinion, crying for herself because Mary is leaving, and Robin always said she didn't want to be left alone with Cody And now it's happening. Robin will no longer have her emotional support person at her beck and call. Cody tells Mary he thinks it's ridiculous for him to stay in a duty-bound marriage. And Mary also doesn't think it's fair to either of them. So Cody says this moment is about what he and Mary each want and they don't want the same things. Cody tells Mary that the hardest thing is accepting that it's not going to go back to a place that works for what she is looking for. And Mary points out that she doesn't like that Cody is putting all of this on her and that he also isn't owning that he just doesn't have the interest in continuing the marriage. He said that to Mary in private that he's not interested but he isn't saying it here, and that really bothers Mary. See, Mary knows that Cody is telling her this marriage will never be able to work for you as if it's on her like it was her choice. Cody is taking no accountability, and he is blaming Mary, putting it on her, saying, well, it won't work for you. 
But Mary points out that Cody told her privately he had no interest in the marriage. He doesn't want it. But he now refuses to take accountability or admit that or take any blame for it here now. And so Mary is very frustrated at that and rightfully so. Mary explains to Cody that it doesn't mean that she isn't mad at him for not giving her what they promised each other. Nobody cares about Robin or how she's feeling or why she's feeling it. But Robin, of course, wants to talk about herself. So Robin explains that she walked away because she couldn't handle the conversation and the direction it was going. And Robin is crying and she says, maybe if she's there, she can stop Cody and Mary from finalizing it. And she wonders through tears, maybe if I'm there, she can say that she could convince them all, let's not make this decision today. Let's not make the decision now. Holy fuck. Why does this woman feel like she has a right to fucking control everything? This is Mary's marriage to Cody. Why can't she just shut the fuck up? When is Robin going to understand that she has no right, that it's not her place, and that she really has no influence or say over Cody and Mary and their private, personal, individual marriage? Robin isn't important. Nothing she does will ultimately affect the decisions between Cody and Mary, no matter how much she manipulates. I think Robin overestimates how important she is or how valuable she is. And it's really cringe to watch. This is Cody and Mary's marriage and she needs to leave it. It's not her place. I can't tell you how cringe it is watching this woman. Robin decides to sit back down and she makes a big show of apologizing for leaving as if she's so important to this conversation or to Mary's marriage with Cody when really, again, it's not her place. Robin tells Cody and Mary that she wants to be supportive. And Mary tells Robin that she and Cody just had a breakup conversation. And Cody is glad now that he and Mary can be friends, at least in the departure of their marriage. And Robin asks Mary if she accepts that. And Mary is laughing Robin is being really dramatic, crying, and Mary asks Robin what else she is supposed to do with it. This man has told her he is not interested in any type of marriage or relationship with her, and Mary knows her worth, and she isn't going to be manipulated by Robin. So now she's laughing, and she's like, well, what else am I supposed to do? Robin tries to manipulate Mary a little, and she reminds Mary that she has been doing a certain thing for a long time, meaning she's been hanging on even though there's no hope. And Mary tells Robin that's it. She isn't going to force somebody to be with her who doesn't want to be with her. And she isn't going to make somebody act how they don't want to act. And Robin tells Mary she gets it. But Mary tells Robin that it's not fair. And Cody tells Mary that the act is easy. The act is easy. Yes, Cody has no problem lying and putting on a show and being a chameleon It's very easy for him. It's intuitive for him to lie and manipulate and bullshit. Mary tells Cody that the act is obvious. He needs to get a better acting coach, just like his shop wife. Their acting sucks. Cody asks Mary if it's really that obvious, and Mary makes no bones about it. She says yes. Robin asks Cody, the act is easy? What? What do you mean? What does that mean? She's playing totally dumb. As usual, she wonders, well, what's the act? Robin asks Cody, well, what are you saying? Please don't tell me she is this dumb. 
Robin plays dumb whenever it's convenient. And Janelle, Christine, and Mary have all called this out many times. I believe Robin is playing dumb because when Cody has to explain the obvious to her, he will be the one to look like a jackass. And I think Robin is getting to the point where she wants to separate herself from Cody as far as starting to demonize him. And she wants to be perceived as her own person. She probably thinks if she separates herself from Cody, people will like her better. That won't work. So now she's making Cody look like an ass because it helps her to look better. That's why she is feigning stupidity here. Or she has very severe learning difficulties. I'm not sure which one. I mean, I think she's just feigning stupidity. But you never know. Cody explains that the act is just performing his duty as a husband. And Mary says she isn't going to be a duty. And Cody says he's sorry for using the word act. It wasn't an act. It was a performance. It was doing what he was supposed to do as a husband, performing as a husband. Cody clarifies it's not an act. It's just a performance. Mary is laughing at this and she says nobody wants to be that. Nobody wants to be a duty. Mary says she has experienced it and it is not fun. Robin explains that one of the reasons why she fell in love with Cody was because he loved Mary. It was because he loved his wives. And Robin says it's not an act. Robin says through a barrage of tears that are not evident really on her face other than her scrunching it up that she knows Cody is bitter now. She knows he is struggling. So he is just going into these weird, dark places. But Robin says she is so tired of Cody talking like this. Listen, this is Cody. This is Cody mask off. And I think Cody is being truthful about how he feels and how he is. And when people show you who they are, believe them. Robin fell in love with Cody, mask on, and she is getting tired of the real Cody, mask off, and she's making excuses for him, saying he's just in a bad place. Oh, he's just angry because of Christine. He is just this. He is just that. No, this is Cody. This is the real Cody. And the ideal man in her head that she pictured, that she thinks she fell in love with, that guy she thought she knew was the salesman selling the snake oil. And Robin knows that. Cody again wants to reiterate that this isn't on him that he and Mary are done. This is on Mary. Cody says he isn't deciding that this is over. This is him saying, Mary, what you want doesn't work. Mary understands that it's never going to happen. And Cody says, Christine said, I'm gone. I'm done. And she might not have been wrong. But Cody says he was upset by Christine leaving because there was no negotiation and it was just all one-sided. Cody says he isn't trying to do that to Mary and he's really trying to be fair with her. Really? He's trying to be fair with her? Uh, In private, he told her, listen, I'm not interested at all in any type of relationship with you or any marriage or anything ever at all. And now... Publicly, he wants it known that, well, he can't give Mary what she wants, so she is making the decision since she can't have the love from him that she wants, that she doesn't want this. But he's not the one. But he's being fair with her? What the fuck? And it takes two to be in a marriage. If one person decides that's it, I'm done, I'm out, there is no negotiation. It's done. 
Cody explains that he is willing to fake being in love with Mary. He's willing to keep doing his duties as a husband. And he is willing to put up with things that frustrate him so deeply that he struggles to be around her. Cody says if he needs to do that for the sake of whatever, he doesn't know why he would do it, but he can always fake through this if Mary wants to. He doesn't want to do it, but if Mary is going to insist, then they'll just do that. But Mary said she doesn't want to do this. Mary wonders why Cody is saying he is willing to keep acting when he hasn't been even acting for about 10 years. Mary hasn't wanted Cody to do that. That was never what she wanted. She has wanted to heal their relationship or to create a new relationship with Cody, but she has never insisted that they do that, especially if Cody doesn't want to. Mary tells Cody she knows he doesn't feel like he's married to her. He doesn't consider himself married to her. And Robin tells Mary that's not true. Why is Robin speaking for Cody? Cody already said that to Mary's face and he said it on the show 10 million times. Now Robin is using this opportunity to try and spin the narrative. It's bullshit. She needs to shut her mouth. Robin explains that she and Cody disagree on this, but Robin doesn't think Cody has. Cody says this is the agreement that she required of him in order for them to get married. And Cody says the agreement he gave Robin, their sacred covenant was that if he was ever not in love with her, he wouldn't just sit there and be in a pathetic place with her. And Cody tells Robin that she made him promise her that for her marriage. So Robin cries and she tells Cody that doesn't necessarily mean that the marriage is over. Mary tells Robin it isn't going to change what any of their relationships have been for years. Nothing in the relationships will change. And Robin asks Mary to promise. And Mary says her intention and Robin interrupts Mary to cry and say that she was hanging on with her. And Mary tells Robin now she needs to just let it go. It's not fair to either of them. It's not fair to her. It's not fair to Cody. And Robin explains she knows that logically. And Mary says it's not fair for her to be alone like she has been for years. And it's not fair for Cody to feel like he has to do a duty. And instead of Robin comforting Mary, Mary comforts a blubbering Robin. Robin says this isn't what she wants, and Mary says this isn't what she wants either, and Cody says it's not what he wanted either. Yeah, but he did want to be free from his obstacles to his goals in life, his family and his wives and kids, and now he is free, so it is what he wanted. Cody explains that Robin came into their family specifically because she intended to live plural marriage. And Cody says this appears to be the end of their plural marriage. Mary doesn't think her relationship with Robin will be much different than what it has been. Mary also says she needs to figure out how to be friends with her ex-husband's wife now. Cody says this is goodbye. It was a long overdue negotiation. And Cody says it's maybe been a wasted seven years for Mary hanging on. He has no idea. But Cody says they have agreed now and Cody hopes Mary finds peace 
because he will. Of course he will. Cody will find peace. He wanted freedom from the obstacles to his goals in life. And he finally, finally has it. He finally got Mary out. That thorn in his side is out. So now once the land is paid for, Cody is free. He has exactly what he wanted. He accomplished it. So my question is, why is it that Cody looks more miserable with each passing episode, with each passing season, and Robin is always the one burdened by her emotions and in tears? The kids thrive, the wives who leave thrive, and Cody and Robin emit negativity and tears and emotions and heaviness. Isn't this what Cody wanted, to be free from his obstacles? He may be free, but he never looked worse. He never looked more burdened. And Robin never looked more miserable. Maybe, just maybe, it's a little thing called karma. It comes for everyone. Robin does her pity me, pity me shtick next. She whines that she always wanted to live plural marriage. And she says she will just continue to spend time on her knees looking for peace, giving that best customer service, and she's going to be on her knees looking for answers because there is no other choice for her. Yeah, God forbid she takes some accountability and admit the weight of her guilt that eats her up inside. Through tears, as if filming a Hallmark movie scene, Robin says she is looking out at the mountain and thinking about when they came here. They flash back to the scene of the kids and disgusting, almost nude Cody jumping in the prairie dog plague-infested ditch they call a pond. It's supposed to be sentimental. We're supposed to feel emotional about this. But it falls flat as Robin says through a scrunched up, tearless face that they chose. All of them chose. They were so in love with this property and being together out here. (laughs) Robin says she wanted to sit on a porch with her sister wives here on this property with their kids. (laughs) With their grandkids and Cody running around like he always does. And all look at the mountain together and they could be a family. Robin fake sobs and she says, I don't understand. I don't understand. Listen, Robin is not a victim and she does understand. And she knows her favoritism, Cody's prioritization of her. And her prioritization of Cody over the family had a lot to do with the family crumbling. So Robin can sit here and play dumb and scrunch up her face like she is battling the biggest shit of her life with no tears. We all know what's up. And it's pathetic. And at this point, really, Robin is no victim. And this whining and fake crying and carrying on really makes her look like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. She is next level insane. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand how she can't find a better acting coach if she insists on the dramatics. That does it for this episode. Next week is part one of the one-on-one tell-all. And unfortunately, we have Suki again. I really don't understand why TLC can't bring someone in who will refuse to put up with Cody and Robin's bullshit 
who will be less intimidated by Cody and his childish behavior when he doesn't want to answer questions. But the good news is we get to meet a real man during this tell-all, Christine's man, her husband, David. I look very forward to that. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.